0: The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's getting there, isn't it? It's get, they're getting to feel a lot like Christmas. Toys in all the stores. Oh, come and, we got there. We got there to Christmas. We got there to the new year. Well done, you.
1: Yeah, I can't believe it's already the end of the year. I feel like this has been one of those really fast ones that people talk about as you get older. Is this what I've got to look forward to? Just ageing, blinking. I love how you throw the (laughs) ageing
0: question to me, you young duck. Yeah, yeah. No, look, um, Mm -hmm. it it did go. I I feel like this year was a little bit of both slow and fast, and I think partly that was because of my big Mm -hmm. move to South Australia. So, you know, and for the yeah. listeners that, uh, you know, for the, the people that have been tuning into the Experts podcast, it, it has changed the dynamic a little, us doing it uh, electronically via tech. But uh, I think we've done all right, Carnes. I think we've done pretty well, considering. So I yeah. thought this, this would be a great little chance for us just to, to look back on some of the pieces, some of the the interviews that we had. and. Uh, over the year, and I, one of my favourites, I've got to say, comes is, is Viv Anthon. Um, now, now oh. Viv is a, she's a, a presentation, she's a, a gift wrapping expert by trade, and uh, she's more than that. She's a trainer, she's a specialist, she's a communicator, she's everything, and she's quite a top executive. But she's real, and she understands and knows what media is looking for. And she takes no prisoners when it comes to making sure that she knows exactly what the media is after and what her role is in the media engagement. And I love that from from her because she knows and that's why she always delivers. In fact, I had an ABC presenter uh, shoot me an email to say that of all the experts and commentators they used over the year, Viv Anton was number one.
1: Wow. That's big raps for Viv on there. That's so good. Sorry about the pun. Hey, Viv Viv is good, isn't she? Because she is fun and she can work to any uh, group on air. She'll, She'll become part of that on air team almost instantaneously when you put her into that environment. She shares on the podcast episode just some really good stories about historically when she first rocked up on TV and was able to do that and the, the co-hosts, you know, really responded so well because they knew they could trust Viv to go with the flow, not make it all about her. She was just there as part of the team. It's almost like she knew from word go that this wouldn't be the last time she's on TV. So there was none of that desperation, sure. you know, none of that – Feeling like she had to cram all of the messages in that were to the benefit of her. Instead, she's like, "Right, yeah, you want some light fun around Christmas time? I got it for you." You know, and that's some really classy contribution as a media asset. So yeah, I I agree. Viv's awesome.
0: She 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 is brilliant, and you know what you you, you did. She she does understand, and she's also at a a point in her life where. She's not the youngest person for cameras, so she knows that she has to do a bit of work there. She also knows in her age that she's not going to be that young beauty upcomer sort of going to be there, but she's so real. And I mm-hmm. think that's what is the connection that she has with audience and, and brings it alive. So well done, Viv. That was a, a superb little podcast, really worth going back to have a listen to. Hey, another one I wanted to raise with you, Alison Braun. Um, oh, now, People will remember Alison Braun from her time on The Biggest Loser. Um, she's done lots of other little things, gone a little quiet of late uh, because that's where her life has led. But, oh, what a, what a treat to hear really the, the background and the behind the scenes of what was really going on in her life and in and, and, and a show that was so uh, intrusive into her personal uh, life that, you know, getting a feel around it. So, for some of us experts out there and commentators who are seeking that notoriety, uh, you might just reconsider when you've had a listen to Alison because uh, you might just get what you want and it's not going to be everything that you think it's going to be.
1: Yeah, be careful what you wish for applies here, doesn't it? You know, and Ali Braun you have to remember and she shares this really well during this episode great summer listening uh she gets really deep and goes to some places that you might not have heard ali go before but but you know she shares that back then this is the beginning of reality tv in australia was it like season two or one or two big season two Season two. So you have to remember there were no other alternatives. Everybody was watching this show. It was one the biggest show in the country at the time. People were glued to it. Alison was so candid when she was on the show that women and, and men, any viewer, just immediately connected with her and related to her experiences, didn't they? And so she just was this megastar you know, you have to understand what it would be like to go from virtual obscurity to just everybody in the country knowing who you are overnight. And so she had to navigate all of that. And she had great personal tragedy that happened in the, within the gaze of the entire country. We were all watching as these things happened to her. And she had to navigate, you know, paid articles in the press through the women's magazines and all this stuff. It's fascinating what happened to Alison Broad, And she tells Incredible stories. She's a great speaker on the circuit, and she's she's an inspiring woman. She's really great to listen to.
0: Yeah, she's great to listen to, and definitely one to go and have a a look back in the catalogue of the experts podcast mm-hmm. to really tap into that personal deep effect that it had. It was it was really quite um, deep for her, and uh, and she brings that along with the listeners. It was, it was really actually quite emotional. She got even, you know, quite, quite, almost quite teary to a point, but uh, most definitely listening. James Willis, Carmen Braywood, James Willis from 2GB, he was on the show and he just happens to uh, have moved from 2GB, Ben Fordham's program. He's over to News Corp now, but again, he's comes, such
1: a, talent.
0: He is a talent, but again, this is the and you know this working in the media uh, for such a long time yourself. We, it, It's ever-moving. It's ever-changing. And just when you think you've formed relationships and connections with some top producers and top programs, they're gone like that.
1: Yeah, and they are, and that it's 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 very sad sometimes, and quite frustrating to watch because you, I think he's got great potential on air too, James. If you're listening to this, you know, remember he stood up at Meet the Media, and he's very funny, he's a very charismatic guy, isn't he? And so, yeah, he's one of these producers who you know could probably jump over and do whatever he wanted to do, but has gone to PR. <laughs> no, he, he's yeah, he, now he's gone to News Corp.
0: Oh, he's gone to News Corp. Okay,
1: he's, so gone, he's gone to, to, to News Corp. Content.
0: He's still he's still in the vault. But I think, you yeah. know what, and I'll, I'll throw this to you because this is a conversation that we had with him and or I had with him personally, is that he almost has to leave so that he can come back. And oh, I think wow. you're right. I think he will have a future in broadcasting. He's a very good broadcaster yeah. in his own right. And to get that opportunity, he kind of has to leave so that he gets asked back. And, uh, yeah, okay. you know, that's that's exciting for those that have ever made a connection with 2GB and Ben Fordham's program. Uh, mm. James Willis is just going to be on the sidelines for the moment when it comes to radio, but I guarantee you, you've heard it first on the Experts podcast, this and we'll be back.
1: Interesting, Nick. I didn't know about this strategy. Maybe that's in my future too. I just take to leave to get asked back. Calms, wow. I reckon it will. I reckon
0: you will. I, but you know what? I reckon you'll say no. I reckon you'll say no in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you can say no, that's when you're in your most power. That's your power pose. That's your power position. Um, we did a little bit of, you did a little bit of work with um, women in media and you yeah. went over to the conference, you covered it and gave us a good run through. Um, mm. th- talk us through that because it was a, an yeah. amazing experience for you and you got to hear from some of the real powerhouses uh, that are women in media.
1: Yeah, I, I took the opportunity, Nick, to share the insights from the two main keynote speakers at this year's Women in Media conference, and they were the uh, patron of Women in Media, Aita Butros, also soon-to-be outgoing uh, chair of the ABC, and then also Lee Sales, right? So two different experiences of media from these two women uh, in many ways. Um, Aita was interesting because she had this kind of call-to-arms around keeping women in broadcasting and this conversation for the second time is coming to keeping good talent in broadcasting and in this Mm. case focusing in on women and Ida's solution is you know don't be afraid to put your hand up for those managerial jobs you know become the general manager of the radio station and And it's a tough one and I did ask a few of the women at the Perth gathering of women in media about this. Vicky Laurie's been organising and and, and kicked off women in media in Perth um, many years ago now. And, you know, the feeling is, oh, but, you know, we love broadcasting or we love uh, writing news or we love the media because we got into it because we're communicators and we want to be content makers and... Those jobs are fewer and far between for women as we get older. Mm. And there are no flexible jobs in media for women, you know, in doing those roles. If, if you want to go admin, yeah, you can stay in, but but we don't really want it to have to be that pathway. So I think there's this interesting thing going on there around, you know, how you stay in media. Yeah,
0: so that I, was yeah. I, I, I found it fascinating because the fact that the management level of women, the, the low um, mm. presentation, the low, the low uh, impact that females have in that senior management roles, um, is it because they duck off to have kids? Is it because the other lives, you know, just get interrupted? Mm-hmm. But is it because men are, are far more ruthless for and wanting the sort of the top jobs? But, Jeepers, if there's one thing I do understand comes this year and particularly over the last couple of years learning, if you don't involve women... Uh, at the highest level, you miss out on a massive audience that yeah. potentially is sitting there for you, and also too, women understand women. So yeah. <laughs> you know, if you really want to win, and yeah. I think you know, this is this was the big one. I think that happened this year with the Matildas. You know, with over yeah. nine million people watching the Matildas, that the they, they found something. Channel Seven found something very very big here in that uh, women generally don't like watch women's sport, but they did for the Matildas because they were successful, they were good at it, and then also the kids. So it was a great opportunity for all these people to get there because that's where the real audience is sitting, if you can bring them there, and it's women that do this. So keep up the work, women. Let's get more women in those top jobs because that's when you'll find success will come in the media.
1: Yeah, and there's that, I think that speaks to an opportunity for those willing to seek those those managerial and admin side of the broadcast and, and general media industry, then those opportunities are there and there's a, a need for diversity. It's being recognised at the top. So go for it, you know, aim a little higher. And if you are being pulled out of the industry and you're winding up in managerial roles anyway, why not do it at that broadcasting house you used to work for or the media company you used to work for, you know. Take on the big jobs.
0: Take on the big jobs, ladies. Let's do it. Hey, speaking of one of the top ladies on the podcast, Emily Morgan from Media Stable. Now, this is not a big plug for Media Stable, don't get me wrong, but Em (laughs) Em talked to us about opinion editorial writing and how to write that perfect piece. Now, if there's homework that you're thinking about over the summer period, this is the podcast to go back and have a listen to. Uh, Emily Morgan, it was absolutely outstanding. It got probably the most feedback that we've received from an expert's podcast in Mm. that people were ringing in and emailing and thanking (laughs) for that because it helped them structure and helped them, gave them direction when it comes to writing that most crucial piece of content, a 600-word opinion editorial piece. And when it gets published in a mainstream paper, boy, it changes. It changes things for you. And uh, it was an amazing podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty desirable thing, isn't it, to have your name next to opinion. And at the end of the day, it's a nice space to play, writing opinion, because we've all got one, right? So it's not too hard to find something you care about and you're passionate about and you want to put some words together on but probably what is hard is writing it in the format that the papers want and and convincing them that they need to publish it right so yeah emily's insights were just fantastic it ran more like a master class and yeah this is the stuff that i find challenging personally i think one of the key takeaways was be prepared to kill your darlings and and rewrite that thing so it suits the 600-word column format of the newspaper yeah. rather than, you know, those witchy things that you've said and you thought were just gold. <laughs> Scrap them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more darlings have been killed this year by Emily Morgan when she's edited my pieces than I care to, to mention. <laughs> and the going joke around in the office is that if you there's more original content from Emily when she edits my opinion editorials than <laughs> from me. So it should actually have her name underneath Uh, That, But it's such a, I think, for all experts and commentators out there, it is such a crucial piece of content that you can. You said it before, Carnes, that Mm -hmm. it is one of the most sought-out and seat piece of media engagements because you can use it for so many different purposes. It's not just the people that are reading the paper or online at the time. It'll be for the future. And it'll also be, it's a great little um, uh, sort of as seen on TV, a great uh, authentication of your authority uh, because you are writing with an opinion backed with uh, evidence and and argued in a way that you can get people to subscribe to you and to your way of thinking. Um, I I, I swear by it. I think its if, if you get a good opinion editorial in, you really will change the future of your expertise and your your branding will go through the roof.
1: Yeah, it's a credibility and trust builder. It's pretty much putting your brand and your opinion side by side with this massive masthead. And let's face it, these mastheads have been around for, you know, a century in most markets that they're in. So you're getting this incredible uh, brand association, you and the West Australian, you and the age, whoever it might be, they're side by side, they're endorsing you. And you can then put that on your website or on your socials. It just it just tells your audience that you are to be trusted.
0: Absolutely. It is the, the absolute trust stamp that you're looking for. <laughs> now, Troy Holmes, the budgie guy, the budgie fest, um, our most downloaded podcast of the year, I've got to say, comes, and I would have told you if, I, if you told me that it was a budgie that was going to get us over the line <laughs> for the most downloaded podcast, you would have knocked me over. But Troy was fantastic and he talked through his experiences and everything that went on uh, through Budgie Fest and the Mm build-up to that. He was only expecting less than 200 people Carmen, to that event. He got over 780 people through the door. Uh, An amazing success story.
1: Yeah, it's a really great case study of how effective communications relationships with media can just send people to an event and the thing about this is that I love as a broadcaster you know and I do bang on about this stuff all the time I know forgive me but it, it just really it's got all the it just ticks all the boxes you know if I'd had this story come across my desk I'd have gone yeah I want a story about budgie fest because a I, I grew up with pet budgies and they had imaginative names like bluey and minty one was blue one was green right you know this is this is very popular vernacular. I grew up listening to John Williamson singing, it cost me 50 bucks to fix my a budgie, a little wider and it cost me five. Right, all those things that we can talk about in relation to budgies are why this event did really well, right? Yeah. You know, it's, you have to think to yourself, are you tapping into some kind of pop culture phenomenon are you able to reach people at a primal level you know primal meaning you make people think and feel something yeah. that is deeply personal to them and this is what budgies do to listeners so I think it was just the perfect story and I'm not surprised it went so well for him
0: well let's bring in Lucy Loken at that point so Lucy Loken's the 5AA breakfast producer for Will and Pembo and she was the one that took on the story and, you know, she was a little nervous about it, presenting it in front of the boys because she didn't know whether it would go fly, <laughs> fly, um, <laughs> but the boys took it on and, you know, that again, and in, in, in her point during her podcast there was suggesting, look... In a world when there is just so much doom and gloom, when there's got, you know, you've got things happening in the Gaza, you've got things happening in the Ukraine, you've got cost of living crisis going on, um, just bring in the little humble budgie and it it does light up the world. It, it, It gives people an opportunity and there's enough news avoidance going on at the moment across all platforms because it is and it can bring you down. But it's news and information that you kind of need to have and just getting some more shiny moments, some more light pieces. And that Budgie Fest, I tell you what, it did it. Um, and, uh, and, and to the credit of everyone who got behind it because it just put smiles on people's faces. And, boy, do we need more smiles, Carms.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah, and even like now, those show hosts uh, tell Lucy, Lucy, wasn't it that that the that they want more budgies? They've turned it into a proper noun as a way to describe a great story. Bring us more budgies! Bring us more budgies!
0: Bring us more budgies! So, well well done, Troy Holmes. Well done, Lucy Loken. Two great podcasts to have a listen to because um, they didn't just tell a story; they actually connected as well and. And since then, only this week comes, uh, well, actually last week because we are recording this a little earlier, um, the fact that um, uh, Troy got back on 5 A to talk about Christmas oh, yeah. budgies. Uh, because <laughs>
1: Brilliant.
0: There you go. It's a, a story that just keeps on giving. Now, we've had some great guests over the years. Is there anyone just off the top of your head that you, you look back and think, that was fantastic. That was something that really inspired me. It was, it was great. I, I, I'd love to go back and uh, and have another listen.
1: I know that's what I'm currently doing. A bit of a scroll through on the phone here of all of those on the experts podcast list. Oh, look, I think Mia Falman, who is a Uh, A marketing expert based in Darwin, but now intrepid traveller. By the time this podcast goes to her, I think she's going to be travelling all around the world. You know, Mia's not afraid to to have a crack here and there about things uh, that she thinks need their bullshit called on, and she certainly does it every time she's on the podcast. She's had a couple of goes now. And so, yeah, have a listen to Mia's thoughts around awards if you're – In this scenario where you're trying to put together awards applications, maybe have a listen to that before you do it. I think that one was well worth a listen to. It's
0: definitely worth a listen, Kat, because that's another point around Mia as well and what I love about her content and and, and it's something that you obviously profess as well too. If you put together quality content and share it on your socials and share it wide, you get the attention of other media and it was that actual post of Mia's around the awards that went, oh, God, we've got to talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Julia Oort was on last week, uh, the sales professional. Um, yep. She did exactly the same thing, caught our attention. She was calling out Calendly and it caught our attention and, and we used it. So here's a little message to everyone. When you're producing great content and putting it out there, you're going to get the attention of other media. And I'm not suggesting that the Experts Podcast is top of the, the levels when it comes to media, but... It is something that people are looking for. The content that you're creating and putting out there is going to get seen. And there was a lot of people that over the year have put out great content and we've gone back and had a look at that. So Mm. it's their assets that you're building that are going to make you known and really develop your authority.
1: Yeah, don't be afraid to call people out. That, That thing that Julia did around Calendly Link still has me rethinking the way I do things in my business, right? Because we're all just using those things now. So it's like, okay, well, what does it really mean for your customer experience when you flick them a link and say, all on you, make an appointment with me, I'm very busy. You know, what are you really telling people when you do that? If you can make people think, I love it. I love, love, love
0: it. I was upset that you missed that one because you were the person that needed to listen to that because I reckon (laughs) – but I get why you do use it, um, and and I'm, and again, not not completely, you know, condemning the the, the automation of business because we're mm. trying to, as as experts, as business owners, as leaders, to try and automate or take the pressure off somewhere. And I mm. kind of get that. But building a relationship and a connection, and asking someone to jump online to check your calendar to see if I'm free, as opposed to mm. when you're free. I find that the most—I find it to be the greatest offense when it comes to to building strong relationships, and and anyone in sales knows you've got to bend over backwards to get there. But once you're there, and the relationship and the trust is all there, you're in, Mm -hmm. and that's when you start using it—not not not at the beginning, but uh,
1: yeah, that was a great conversation, isn't it? You know, and and I think it's one of those things that yeah, again, it's that holding up a mirror anything that holds up a mirror and gets you to think about your practices and that brings us nicely to michael durigan who's all about aussie owned aussie made products right so he's got an amazing app that you can use in the shops to check that you are buying products that aren't just aussie made they're they're owned by australian companies and they're paying tax in australia for those products and the earnings they get from your purchase that's pretty good stuff and it again it just holds up a mirror to all of us doesn't it
0: it certainly does and, and michael has had an amazing year uh he, appearing on the mm-hmm. current affair the today show 2gb 3aw 5aa 6pr multiple other radio stations and is now looking at sort of the print side as well and digital uh yeah, no. websites so it's he's he's really selling it and doing it well the the thing about michael is it and I loved about him is that his character, he's true to his character. He's not a made up or a, you know, a, a, a constructed individual. He, he is who he is. And some will find him a little rough. Some will find him a little uh, too close to the edge, but you kind of, uh, you, you, you really adore him for his passion and his energy yeah. behind the things that he does. And it comes out in his voice. It comes out yeah. in the way that he delivers and, you know, you can't fake that. That's something you no. can't fake. And, you know, if there's one lesson to learn from Michael is, you know, you want to go away and and, and be that true, authentic character of yourself and, yes. and help it shine and reflect. And if it doesn't come off the paper, if it doesn't come out of the, out of the screen, then that's the part you've got to work on.
1: You do. And all of that happens before the camera rolls, right? That old saying I bang out a lot here is like 90% of the work it takes to, to look and sound great on camera happens before the camera starts rolling, right? Because someone like Michael, he is is deeply connected and he has intimate knowledge of his subject matter. And if you're that person who just geeks out on their thing, you can and, and you can trust your ability to get authentic, to be in your, you know, your genius zone as the camera rolls and just start talking about it. I love that genius zone. Every time. Good, isn't it? Oh,
0: I love you that know, genius. I think you need to write an op-ed on that, Calms the genius zone. 600 words, give it to me, I need it before Christmas. No. Hey, that's, <laughs> I, I think just while we're on, Michael, um, moving over to Donna Stambulich, uh, a clinical psychologist who, again, in the female version, very natural character, someone who is who she is, and again, have a listen to that one because you can hear it in her voice how passionate she is, and also to uh, a bit like Viv, knows and understands that she's got to do certain things to get to get to be that media asset, to be that media expert, and maybe not as um, smooth as Viv because Viv sort of really does understand that and Donna's still in her sort of early stages of developing her authority there in the media, that um, she gets it and wants it. And you can kind of see that uh, and one of her goals when we were talking to her is she said one of my goals that would be really cool is either to have a column or to be a regular on one of the breakfast television programs. And I have a yeah. funny feeling, comes 2024 is going to be her year.
1: Yeah, that's half the battle for the producers and the the talent on these shows. They just want people who want to be there. We don't want to feel like we're dragging you in there and having to convince you every time. If you're actually keen... If you promote that you're going to be on their show, um, you know, you scratch your our back, we'll scratch yours. You know, this is, it's a relationship. It's a symbiotic thing. And so if you're a person who likes it and tells all of their following and, and shares the video afterwards and makes content out of it, then, yeah, they love it, you know. So someone like Donna is a perfect example of that.
0: All right, I'm going to give you a few names. I just need a very quick response from you because we, we're running out of time. We are. Ali, Ali Polishuk.
1: Oh, Ali, the, the Reels uh, goddess, amazing for short-form video content. Have a listen.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Olympia Kwiatkowski was on the program from 4BC, both a producer and a presenter. She did very well.
1: Yeah, loved hearing her insights into what makes a good yarn. How do you get on Talkback Radio? She knows this stuff.
0: One I did over here in Adelaide was with Lee McCluskey. Uh, People will know her as a former Today Tonight presenter, uh, also two radio broadcasts from the uh, ABC and 5AA, and a marketing expert in Richard Miller. That was a lot of fun, a lot of chat, because what I was trying to do with that particular piece was to find out what is it about Adelaide? What is the quintessential Adelaide thing that I needed to do Having moved here, so it was um, it was a great chat. Anthony DeMarci was so cool, the architect. Um, yep. really, really felt that he delivered something that I I, I think uh, you don't hear a lot of architects in the media. And mm. again, his passion for urban development and and the environmental space there was just beautiful. Nick Alviani. Yep.
1: Yeah, Nick Alviani, Perth's Perth's amazing producer here at 6PR. Gosh, he's been around that radio station his entire adult life, I think. So terrific insights into all the different presenters and really spill the beans on what Oliver Peterson, the drive presenter, is like behind the mic. <laughs> now, if I don't say this
0: name because he's an avid listen to, listener to the Experts podcast, is Warren Davies, the unbreakable farmer. Um, yeah. if, if if we're going to say that the person that gets the most likes on our social media posts from the Experts podcast it's definitely coming from Warren, and I don't know how he does it, but he does it within about five minutes of it being put out there. So he's he's always watching, he's always there. And uh, no, look, he was amazing. He, again, another very heartfelt uh, podcast that's driven by a man who wants to make a difference, and uh, and 2024 will be his year. Um, and yeah. Rita Sidhu from MediaNet did two pieces with us this year, and uh, one was the 2023 Media Landscape Report, and also two, she did one, uh, well, it was from that same report, from the yeah. journalist perspective and the PR's perspective. And, um, God, that was content, that behind-the-scenes stuff that you just need to know as communicators, what's going on on both sides, both the PR and also from a journalism perspective, that kind of intel, critical.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Look, if you want a good media strategy, I think this is all just evidence that podcasts are a really good place to play. You know, you listen to any of the guests that have been on the Experts podcast this year; they get that bit longer here on an episode of the Experts, or any time they do a podcast appearance to share their story and what makes them tick. Or if you're in the case of and Rita Sidhu, you know, they've got that wonderful research they're doing there at MediaNet. Same with uh, Women in Media. They're running, they're spending money and doing research each year. So those insights help all of us and this is their place to showcase those.
0: Andrea Burns was here from Edith Cowan University. She is the the nursery uh, captain mm. of all the media around the country. <laughs> she, brought, she brought to us that... What, what it takes to be and what young people are, and not just young people, people that are Ooh. looking for sea change, wanting to get into the media. Uh, she's yeah. had an incredible record with uh, students.
1: Yeah, the Star Maker, uh, we called her, I think, at the time, you know, and, <laughs> and, that, and that was the time too when when it was time to audition for what used to be known as Whopper Broadcasting, now ECU Broadcasting. I'm here to tell you, anytime I've had one of those. Uh, graduates or soon to be graduates come in as a work experience kid uh, at my radio station gigs. They're just so good. They're just they're people who can hit the ground running. So if you want good industry relevant training, yeah, look no further than auditioning and getting into ECU broadcasting.
0: Christy Maher from Channel Seven and Nicole Jamieson from Dark Horse Agency were two other yeah. great podcasts I thoroughly enjoyed, not only doing but uh, going back to have a listen to as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And Nicole Jamieson from Dark Horse Agency, she's called 2023 the death of the influencer. She's
1: just fascinating.
0: It was, I think she's absolutely spot on. So the Married at First Sight um, contestant, is no longer going to change what shampoo or what cornflakes or, sorry, what cereal I go and buy anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I totally agree with her. I want real hard content. I want proper experts telling me what it's about, not someone who's spent five minutes on the TV and uh, think that they know it all. (laughs)
1: I love it good strong opinion out there ready to ruffle feathers and look I don't know I'm my my jury remains out on the death of the influencer I think that we still see a lot of them um, being used for all kinds of purposes in business Uh, I don't know I'd love to hear from the businesses who employ these influencers from time to time does it pay off for them are they still finding that investment i
0: think i think there's still going to be a few around there's there's no denying it. it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it, it has grown very quickly but i think the audience has got a lot smarter and yeah. they're not necessarily going to fall so what that might actually mean is that your content is just going to have to get better now speaking of better outcomes, 2024 it's looking to be a big big year you've even got your podcast that you're launching in 2024 tell us a little bit about it
1: so modern media, talking about all of the things that make up the modern media landscape. So that's traditional media like you and I love to talk about, but also that online platform that we all have access to. All of us can use it a little bit better day in, day out. It's, it's free for most of us to use as well. So I go into all of those elements of the modern media in this podcast. I'm putting it together behind the scenes right now. The trailer's live and I would love it if you could go over and, Give that trailer a like and subscribe in order to tell the interwebs that you want to hear more from Modern Media, the podcast, please. <laughs> That'd be great.
0: We'll have the link in the show notes. And uh, good luck with that because I think it's a, it's an important uh, resource for everyone that's listening to get better at this. Let's get better at it. Uh, and over Christmas, I'll ask you what you're doing for Christmas in a second. But over the January period, we're going back into the classroom uh, we're going to mm-hmm. cover off some amazing little topics so you can still get your your hit of the Experts podcast over January, but they'll just be the shortened versions of it and yep. uh, a little bit of homework, a little bit of homework for peeps to do, content production, content engine, amplifying your messages across the different social media platforms, are what makes a story and mm-hmm. be the best media asset you can be in 2024. So some really hot topics there over January to work with and um, you'll still get that little announcement that your your expert podcast has been updated and there's a new one in there.
1: Yeah, some good stuff to do that, you know, when you're kicking around maybe a caravan park like I am right now, you can just start to make a few notes and, Prepare for the year ahead. These are the these are the expert podcast episodes that will help you do that.
0: That's the nicest caravan I have seen. I sort of thought you might be in a sort of a, a beaten up nineteen seventies Jayco, <laughs> but you uh, look that looks like looks like better than my 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 bedroom.
1: Honestly, Lampy and I uh, may as well be semi-retired before our time when we roll around these things. So we're not quite, gray. What, what's, what's before Grey Nomad? I don't know. We're the, the stage before Grey Nomad. You're still,
0: well, you've still, you don't have any greys in your hair, Calm, so <laughs> you, you're, you're, well, you're well before that. Hey, have a great Christmas. <laughs> have a great New Year. Uh, to all our listeners, to the people that have tuned into the Experts Podcast, um, thank you. Thank you from yeah. the bottom of our heart. We are really appreciative that you, you put us in your ears each week. And we hope that you've enjoyed it. We hope that you get something from it. And i tell you what comes over over 2023. I've never received so much correspondence on keep it going, keep it, keep it up. And we'll be back in 2024.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the, I, I agree. There's some really tremendous uh, notes of feedback that I get from time to time too. And it does matter. You know, I know it's very often you can be inspired by something you see or hear on the internet, and you know, just go, "Oh yeah, that was great." Uh, taking the time to, to say, oh, "I'll tell that person that it really helped me." It means the world. So if you haven't done it before, reach out to that person, influencer or not, that you've enjoyed hearing from on the internet, and tell them you like what they do.
0: Oh, and you know what you'll you'll end up you'll end up tapping into their ego, and you'll be the best <laughs> thing that's happened to them all week, and yeah. you'll you'll be unforgettable. And that's mm-hmm. again at the end of the day is what the experts podcast is all about: is being known, is how to be, be and work with the media more effectively and efficiently. But ultimately, for our personal and our business brand to be known. And mm. uh, if you have followed us over the year, you'll in the last couple of years is that you'll you'll know that each little bit just helps. Just a little reminder, a little bit of things that you can do or change to make that possible. Well, thank you so much for joining us in 2023. We look forward to seeing and hearing you in 2024. And uh, the Experts Podcast will be back. My name's Nick Hayes.
1: I'm Carmen Braidwood.
0: And you have a great Christmas and a happy new year. We'll see you then. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.